The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. I can't think of a better way to kick off the regular season on this podcast than uh, to have our special guest, Willie Anderson, former Bengals offensive lineman, multi-time pro bowler. In my book, Hall of Fame Offensive Tackle. Mr. Anderson, how are you, sir? I'm good, guys. Well, thanks for making the time and, uh, and being, on, being on the show. I know you're a, you're a busy guy, and, and uh, even though you're not suiting up in the pads these days, you've got a lot of different things going on. Um, want to talk about that. But uh, first, I, I, I kind of want to kick off with your thoughts on what the Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals did this offseason. Obviously, they're coming off of two pretty poor seasons, um, losing seasons after making the playoffs five years in a row. They've made some changes. Some people think they're taking a step backwards. Some people think they'll take a step forward. What do you see? I think, obviously, um, the, the changes they made getting you know, a new left tackle there. And I think last, the previous season, they, they struggled with the loss of uh, Heidler and, and Whitworth. Um, I think bringing a guy to let play left tackle and, and kind of showing that up, um, I'm sure that they're, they're hoping it's going to be a big season for him. I think, I think myself personally, it's going to be a magical season. It's going to be big to have that. You know, I, I believe it's Marvin's last year coaching with the Bengals. And um, so I, think, I think Marvin wants to go out on a great note. And I think, I think one thing they're going to get their speed up and things happen for him. I think knowing the upper line is, is, is showing up. With, with, with the tools they have at running back, quarterback, and receivers, it should be a big year in the defense. You know, I think, I think we all feel that the defensive line is going to carry, probably carry the team, in my opinion. Well, you have seen, uh, you mentioned Marvin Lewis. You've seen a lot of, in your time in Cincinnati, you saw a lot of different coaches, a lot of different head coaches, but when Marvin Lewis came on board, uh, there was a, a major sense of stability, and I, I've got kind of a couple questions on that front I'll start with. The fact that were you surprised that Marvin Lewis re-signed with the Bengals this offseason, um, even after a couple of losing seasons and the team not really living up to expectations? Uh, I did not. Um, I know uh, he and uh, uh, Mr. Brown feel about each other. You know, Marvin had brought the Bengals, you know, to respectability. Uh, yes, he hasn't won a playoff game yet, but I, I know that irritates people. And I'm sure it irritates him, but... I knew he would come on and sign. I think he signed for a one-year deal. I think he's supposed to put everything, all the marbles in right now. And they're going to go real hard and try to get get that playoff win, get in the playoffs, and get that win. So I personally did not think, um, wasn't surprised when he signed back. 
feel it's a one-year deal. Well, I'm here, and I think I'm going to be a big gift. Talking with former Bengals offensive tackle, Pro Bowl lineman, Willie Anderson. Uh, really, really stoked to have him on the show to, to kick off week one of the regular season going forward here on the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Willie, your, your former teammate, uh, TJ Hushmanzada, kind of got some publicity uh, for, <laughs> I guess, right and wrong reasons. And I don't want to put you in a bad situation here, so I'm not going to really go too far into this, but... TJ's TJ's a pretty outspoken guy, and uh, he was, like yourself, he was a player who was in the pre-Marvin Lewis era of the Cincinnati Bengals and, and saw some pretty poor years uh, from the franchise. And then, you know, he was there with Marvin, and he experienced quite a bit of success under Marvin himself. And uh, the team just was, was a much better team and in a much better place. Really what, what I want to ask you about is, you know, I don't want you to – give us horror stories about the, the the franchise and your time there necessarily, but I'm sure because you were there about five years. If I remember correctly, you were there about five years before he was. Yeah. And, and, and basically, you know, the fact that he noticed a significant franchise change, um, before, you know, when Marvin Lewis got there and the way the team operated and all of that, I just wanted to get your take on that as well because I think as fans, people from the outside looking in kind of sense that, but, you know, from from a guy who experienced a massive amount of, of success under Marvin Lewis in, in his tenure there, I'd really like to get your take on, you know, that maybe some of the, the organizational switches you saw once Lewis took over. Like, it's like, 
these names that have this stuff in place. We're not doing anything that anyone else is not doing. We're just catching up. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I've been there for so long. Take the time myself and Brad St. Louis was like the only guys left from that mid '90s era. And I, I came in '96, and um, Marvin came in 2003. And I, I remember being out to dinner with the offense. Um, um, I did that on, on the river out there. We often go to dinner. And Carson thought, Carson was a rookie that year. He wasn't starting that year, but he told John Kidman, he said, man, it's going to be, it's going to be sure bad to lose, um, got William in, in, in a year because he's probably old as hell, right? And Kidman was like, no, man, like 28 years old. And Carson thought, I have been there for like 15, 17 years. Like, it was like, <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I definitely think Marvin wants to see see the thing through that he's built over so many years with the with the Cincinnati Bengals. This is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. We're talking with Bengals legend Willie Anderson. Willie, real quickly, uh, just kind of a side note based on something you said there about you know uh, a Bengals Ring of Honor or Hall of Fame or you know in my book there are a handful of names, a small handful of names that. Uh, Jerseys should not be worn by other folks. And in my book, number 71 is definitely one of those jerseys that should not be worn by anybody else uh, going forward by the by a Cincinnati Bengals player. Ha- have there been any kind of serious talks about a ring of honor or have you approached Mike Brown about it at all? I mean, I know you've got a pretty good relationship with the, with the team, but um, that's something I know we all want to see. Believe in those kind of things, but to believe in 
retiring jerseys. Uh, doesn't believe in um, having a home. I think the closest thing we got, which I think was a pretty cool thing, was the, uh, the legend thing for the anniversary. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would love to see something that you know that you get these guys back because you know once you once you get older, man. I've been retired. That is my tenth season of being retired. And once you start being older, most guys haven't played as long or had the career that I had and, and played for the Bengals. I think. So many guys have been just forgotten about, and it's kind of, in my, in my opinion, it's kind of sad because you see these guys out, and these guys' kids don't even realize that their dad played for them. the Bengals, mm-hmm. and because there's there, there's no mention of them, and, and that's kind of the sad thing about me. Like people still remember me, and I'm still active, but it's, there's so many guys that play that I talk to, like man, guys would love to come into Cincinnati, but you know. They don't have any connection to it. No, my connection was for a long time. Uh, Marvin, I played up for a long time, and Paul and Andrew. But now Paul is cold now, so my 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 connection is kind of leaving a little bit too. <laughs> but <laughs> the last two years, I've been able to stay, you know, around the guys, and I, I know a lot of the players. You know, I, I train with Colin Martin, no Marvin, but now time is going on. You no know, Paul was there for twenty five years, twenty four years. Now he's gone now, so. My my commission is kind of leaving a little bit, you know. So you you want the commission to be to the team, not towards the coaches, because coaches don't leave. I mean, but we all played and shed blood. We know losses. We 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 entertain and and, and play the hardest we could for the big organization. Yeah, well, you are definitely one of the very very best to ever suit up for for the Bengals, and I hope that. Some some point in the near future, I know a lot of fans uh, will will echo this sentiment, but I hope it's at some point in the near future they're gonna they're gonna do the right thing on that front. Retire jerseys, do the Ring of Honor, and uh, honor players like yourself the right way. Um, I hope that I hope that uh, especially for not only the fans' sake but for your sake and, and former greats, I hope they do that going forward. On a little bit of a lighter note, <laughs> you, um, you 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 had a, a, a coaching stint. Um, with your former offensive line coach, Paul Alexander, down in Dallas, you coached this summer. Um, and what a group you got to coach down there. I mean, all pros and pro bowlers galore. Um, talk about that experience and, and maybe what's ahead for you in the in the coaching game. Well, you know, out of Atlanta, I run my academy, the Willie Anderson Lottery Academy, out of Atlanta. Uh, uh, so you guys follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram is O-Line Block. O-Line Block. But, uh, I run an academy. I train high school, college, and pro guys. And in the last three summers, I've done, I've been in training camps. Uh, the Bengals, uh, the Bengals two years ago, Cleveland last year, and obviously um, the Cowboys called me to come to training camp. Those guys, but our thing is not in coaching. You know, I respect all NFL coaches. Um, I've even talked to Mark about this, but I don't think Mark wanted to do it um, about being a consultant uh, because I feel like. Uh, NFL rules have changed so much that coaches don't have enough time with their players anymore. I think the position that we all see that's struggling the most is off of the line because during the season, there's so much putting in game plans. And so for young guys trying to develop, I don't, I don't feel like coaches, and coaches, they said this. I mean, I've been in camp with guys. I've been talking to, to GMs, and I've talked to guys like Duke Tobin and guys around the NFL. Coaches don't have time to develop skills during training camp and during the season because it's so much insulation and so much game planning. Mm-hmm. And so people ask me, because if you want to coach, I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to coach. I want to be a consultant. You see guys, some teams do it, like uh, DeMarcus Ware is doing it for uh, Darren Bronco, 
for um, the Colts. You see Robert, Robert's a pass rush specialist. And it's not really coach, he's not game planning, but you know, I think sometimes, you know, I think off of the line coaches may feel like I'm stepping on toe, which I don't want to do. So people ask me to the Bengals, it's been talked about for ever. You know, Marvin and I we talked about, you know, certain players. You know, he would text me over the years about certain players. And I was like, well, just bring me up. I work the guys as a consultant, but you know, that that comes with a whole other job that the NFL is not really understanding yet. Most teams don't understand what it is to be a consultant, a skilled consultant. Now they bring back old coaches and talk about stuff, but you know, after being a guy who still can move around and still can teach and show players whatever the offensive line coach wants to sh- want, want me to show them, I'm not teaching my own stuff. And, and Dallas, just what happened that Paul and I, we came up with those techniques from my rookie year to my fifth, sixth year in the league, so Paul knows that I know his techniques the best. Well, I also trained guys from Philadelphia. I got guys from Cleveland, uh, guys from the Redskins. I got guys all over the country, so I don't train just particular stuff what I know. I train whatever the coach wants me to train on. I, I, I try to be my best at being diverse at multiple styles and training guards, center the tackle, so that's what we did it down. We did that for a week and a half, and um, it, was, it was a good time. The guys loved it, and I'm just hoping that they get a build on for you know maybe a consulting job in the near future in NFL. Yeah, and how just just so our listeners know, how can they? Um, you mentioned kind of a I think an Instagram account or Twitter account. How can people follow along? Kind of what you're doing, how that how that business is growing. Maybe some of the guys you're working with. Absolutely. We'll get you out of here on this one quick little rapid fire question here, Willie. Um, toughest, toughest matchup you ever had in the pros, either edge defender or interior lineman you maybe had to help out with, or who, who was a guy that just was a really difficult matchup for you? Not that you ever showed very many vulnerabilities, but.
can't be going to the sideline getting wrecked. Well, I'm out here playing every down. Like, like folks don't realize <laughs> yeah. we play every down. Yeah. And we have a great Hall of Fame like Richie White getting wrecked and coming on third down. Man, it's hell to pay. But <laughs> I have those videos on my Instagram page and my Twitter account. We're going to get Richie. That's well. That's not. It's a surprising answer because I mean, we just you know he he retired a little bit uh, after you know. Listeners uh, will go and check out some of those videos of you against Reggie White because that's that's an epic battle there. And uh, uh, appreciate all of your time. Again, this is Willie Anderson, Bengals legend, joining us on the program. Uh, we'll be sure to pass the word along about what you're doing with your your coaching academy. And uh, anytime you want to come back on the program, man, we'd we'd love to have you. Thank you, bro. All right, appreciate it. That was Willie Anderson, former Bengals offensive lineman and uh, multi-time pro bowler with the Cincinnati Bengals. And um, pretty stoked. I mean, in, in a matter of a month, we had basically the two best Bengals offensive linemen ever. Um, I mean, Andrew Whitworth is in that discussion as well. But, uh, man, that's, that's pretty cool. Hey, I'm Anil Dash, and I'm the host of a new show called Function from the Vox Media Podcast Network and Glitch. This season, we're talking with experts about why our voting machines are so bad and how that might hurt our elections. We'll also talk with an animator to find out how popular dances from the real world end up in video games. And we're going to tackle the biggest question in tech. Why do so many celebrities use screenshots from that Apple Notes app to make their public apologies when they screw up? You can find new episodes of Function every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Microsoft Azure for sponsoring Function.